Mike Dell's World number 383 for September 21st, 2022. This podcast was meant for educational purposes only. Voidware prohibited. Some assembly required. Batteries not included. Items may be closer than they appear. Contents may settle during shipment. Use only as directed. No other warranty expressed or implied. Do not use while operating a motor vehicle or heavy equipment. Subject to approval. This is not an offer to sell securities. Apply only to affected area. May be too intense for some listeners. For recreational use only. All models over 18 years of age. No user serviceable parts inside. Freshest if used before the date on carton. Subject to change without notice. All times approximate. Simulated picture. Breaking seal constitutes acceptance of agreement. For off-road use only as seen on tv one size fits all contains a substantial amount of non-tobacco ingredients colors may in time fade slippery when wet office use only edited for television keep in a cool dry place process promptly list was current at the time of recording not responsible for direct indirect incidental or consequential damages resulting from any defect error or failure to perform penalty for private use substantial penalty for early withdrawal do not write below this line your Cancelled check is your receipt. Avoid contact with skin. Sanitize for your protection. Slightly higher west of the Mississippi. Beware of dogs. Contestants have been briefed on some questions before the show. You must be present to win. No purchase necessary. Use only in a well-ventilated area. Keep away from fire or flame. Approved for veterans. Price does not include taxes. Not recommended for children. Pre-recorded for this time zone. Reproduction is strictly prohibited. No solicitors. No alcohol, dogs, or horses. No anchovies unless other otherwise specified. First pull up, then pull down. Call toll-free before digging. Driver does not carry cash. Some of the trademarks mentioned in this product appear for identification purposes only. Decision of the judges is final. This supersedes all previous notices. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. No podcasters, plants, or animals were harmed in the making of this disclaimer. Well, let's hope not anyway. Yeah, I've been using that to Disclaimer for a long time. Uh, I forget how long ago I recorded that. I think I want to say probably 10 years ago. (laughs) Maybe not quite that long ago, but it was a while. It was on my old MXL mic down in the old studio in the basement back before I knew what I was doing. But it turned out all right. Anyway, this is Mike, and uh, welcome to Mike Dell's World 383 you're keeping track. It's been about a month, actually exactly a month since I put out an episode. I I do mean to uh, do this a little more often, but man, times times are busy. Let's see, since the last time we talked, I've been to Dallas, or well, I don't remember now. (laughs) I've been doing some traveling anyway. I've been to uh, Columbus, in Dallas, I think. Let's see. When was the company meeting? Eh, it's been a while. Oh, I guess the company meeting was before the last episode. Uh, or was it? No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Okay, all right. I'm 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 screwed up. So, yeah, I was at Columbus before the last episode, and then I went to Dallas right after the episode and that was a fun trip, sort of. Uh, of course, Dallas was getting torrential rains during the uh, my flight, 
So I didn't make it there on the day I was supposed to. I ended up getting stuck in Chicago, which wasn't too bad because the airport Sheridan, uh, it was the same hotel chain that I was scheduled to be in in Dallas. So I just traded one night in Dallas for the night in Chicago and flew out the next morning and all was well. So it wasn't bad. And I got my fix of uh, Chicago hot dogs. (laughs) So that was okay. Uh, Uber Eats is a is a wonderful thing uh, when you don't have wheels and don't feel like paying f- to ride somewhere to eat. So I just had them deliver me a couple of hot dogs and a six-pack, and I was styling. And the trip from up here down to Chicago was unique, I think, or at least unique to me. I uh, flew down on a little tiny airline called Cape Air, and... It reminded me, I flew from Manistee, Michigan, which is a dinky little airport, and it reminded me very much of the old NBC show Wings. And when I mentioned that to somebody, in fact, I mentioned it to the pilot on the way home, since I was sitting a foot and a half from him, uh, I said, uh, this reminds me of that old TV show Wings. And he says, well, you know, uh, we do uh, service that island, whatever it was, I think, I don't remember what island it was, but Massachusetts there. Anyway, they said, well, we service that island, and that TV show was based on Cape Air. So ironic. But it was kind of cool. Got to fly down on, uh, I don't know, some Italian airplane, uh, Islander. It had like eight, nine seats, something like that. A little twin uh, piston engine airplane. And on the way back, I flew back in a Cessna 404. I never even knew what those were, just a Cessna twin. And uh, I sat literally right behind the co-pilot seat, which was empty. It was just one pilot. And uh, got to uh, chit-chat with the pilot uh, and, and all that good stuff. And he even joked with me. He says, well, maybe I'll give you the landing in Manistee. <laughs> but anyway, that was uneventful. And then I flew, you know, to Dallas and back on American Airlines, uh, which, yeah, whatever. They're okay. And had a good time in Dallas. Had a little controversy. I'm not sure you probably heard about it, but you might have. Uh, with Ben Shapiro showing up at the conference and uh, some people freaked out uh, because uh, they didn't like Ben Shapiro. Uh, I won't go into much more than that other than It was a definite shit show as far as the publicity for podcast movement was. But I think they've, you know, they've apologized. And uh, I do believe Daily Wire, which is Ben's uh, network, has uh, accepted that apology. At least uh, I think so. So we'll see. And maybe they learned a little lesson. Who knows? Uh, The old saying, go woke, go broke. <laughs> I think that might apply. Hopefully not. You know, I like I like podcast movement, and I'm friends with the owners of it. And it wasn't the owners of podcast movement that put out the apology for Ben showing up, and then it was the owners of podcast movement that put out the apology to Ben for freaking out on him. But uh, like I said, if you want to know more about that, uh, check out. Uh, the Daily Wire, uh, and it's one of their backstage, not this last one, but the one before, 
So check out the recording of Backstage at the Daily Wire, and uh, they go into that whole thing right at the beginning. It was uh, really quite uh, shocking was the word that I, that we used while we were at the show. It kind of sucked the energy out of the, the one day there, but uh, it, it recovered. But uh, yeah, stuff happens. People all have opinions, and uh, you know, half of them are wrong. <laughs> what half? I'll let you decide. But anyway, so yeah, I've been busy with with travel and work stuff, and uh, we've been putting out a lot of stuff at Blueberry that's new. If you've been to Mike Dell's world lately, actually, this episode, hopefully, I'm trying out a new thing called Descript to uh, edit and transcribe my show. So if it all works as planned, you're going to see a CC button on the player at, at Blueberry, and you can uh, hit play and then hit that CC button, and it'll show the transcript, and it'll highlight as I'm talking uh, everything I'm saying. So kind of like closed captioning. Well, it is closed captioning, and we're the uh, first uh, audio company that's done that, so... Uh, it's unique. I, I'm, I'm trying to get out of the habit of saying things like very unique or, you know, because there is no variable of unique. Unique is unique. So <laughs> not that uh, I speak perfect English all the time, but I try. Let's see what else has been going on. Having a little bit of vehicle drama. Uh, no, Not anything huge, believe me, but it's uh, worked out a little bit strangely this week uh, because I have to travel down to Grand Haven for a funeral. A friend of mine's mother passed away last week, and the funeral is tomorrow on Thursday. So this is Wednesday evening. My wife's already down there uh, helping plan the, the party and memorial and all that stuff, so she's down there probably cooking, I'm guessing. But my pickup truck... Uh, you know, the typical northern Michigan vehicle has a little bit of rust. That's just the way they are when they get older. This one's not that old. It's a 2013, but, I mean, close to 10 years old, I guess. So depending on when it was built, it might already be 10, 10 years old. I didn't look at the manufactured date. But anyway, uh, what happens with these, these things is uh, snow, ice, salt, and crap get packed all over underside over all over the underside of the car and or truck in this case and the what is it fuel pump uh, it has a, a steel plate that locks into the plastic gas tank and then all the lines and electrical stuff and the fuel pump all go through that hole with that plate on the top. And what's happened with my truck is that plate has rusted out to the point where now it's leaking. And it's leaking enough that uh, I have to get it fixed. And so can't drive the truck, and he couldn't get me into the shop until Monday. So I still got over the weekend. And I've got to travel down to Grand Haven, as I mentioned. And so I borrowed my folks convertible they have a little convertible volkswagen beetle and i drive it home and i went you know my wife dropped me off out there and i drove it home 
And as I was uh, driving it home, it was, you know, spit and sputter once in a while. I was like, I didn't think much of it. It didn't get driven a lot this, this year. So, you know, who knows? Might just need to get the cobwebs worked out of it. So I didn't think much of it. And then uh, on Tuesday, I did that on Monday. On Tuesday, I uh, went up to the store and, you know, pick up some groceries and stuff and the beetle and I put the top down figuring why not it's a nice day so I put the top down I go, go to the store I come back from the store and I park it and I haul the groceries in and then I thought oh I better put the top back up because you know we got acorns falling out of the trees and stuff I don't want the car full of acorns so <laughs> I go out there and I start try to start the car because you, you know I, I like to run the the uh, roof when it's running so that it doesn't run the battery out. But I tried to start it, and the operative word there is try. It didn't work. So I fiddle-farted around with it. I plugged in my scan tool, and, and it gave a code for speed sensor, no signal, and some other thing that had to do with the catalytic converter, which... Yeah, those are normal because that thing had its lights on any or the check engine light anyway because you know it's an old car and that just happens so anyway i clear the codes i try to start it again won't start won't start won't start won't start all right so i call my dad and say hey uh, beetle's not starting and here's what i found and told him the code and all that stuff and he says, well, everything ran perfectly last time, you know, whatever. <laughs> Typical dad response. And they happen to be over at Costco, which is about a mile away. So they come over, mom, dad, and he tried it and looked at it. And oh, well. And so he called the uh, tow truck and had it towed to the shop that he goes to. And in the meantime, I'm carless because <laughs> my wife had already left for Grand Haven. And at this moment, we don't have our, a third car. I had to I had to trash my old van. I went to the junkyard. I drove it there, but it wasn't. Uh, it, it needed some stuff that uh, I just didn't want to spend the money on, and then it was, it was a rust bucket. So time to get rid of it. And we hadn't got around to replacing our our spare car. I always like to have a spare because, you know, I, I drive older cars and I do, I do that because I don't want huge car payments. And part of owning older cars is to have at least a spare available because, you know, once in a while, one of them's going to break. And it's a lot cheaper than car payments to fix cars most of the time. So here I am carless, no big deal. And uh, I didn't have to go anywhere until uh, later today and my mom and sister were going downstate so my sister drops her car off let's you know for me to to uh, use and that's all fine and dandy so uh, tomorrow I'll drive my sister's car down to Grand Haven for the funeral and that'll be that uh and uh, and, uh, and another uh, related note, uh, my sister's son, my nephew, Zach, uh, picked up a winter beater because he's got a, oh, one of those, an older Lexus hot rod car, I don't know, LS 
300 or ES 300, whatever the the hot rod one with the six cylinder and the manual transmission. And he didn't want to drive it in the winter because it's in pretty good shape. And so he bought a, a winter beater, a, a 99 Corolla manual transmission that uh, needs a little bit, needs some struts and door handles and you know typical Corolla things. But it was in decent shape. And then my uncle passed away a couple of weeks ago, and my aunt called Zach and asked if he wanted uh, his old car. It's a rather nice Chrysler 300. <laughs> so he, he jumped at that and got it for a cheap price, and it's a nice car, and he got a hell of a deal. So now he's got this Corolla that he doesn't need. And you know, he's a mechanic at the Toyota dealer, so he's he was going to fix it up, sell it. Well, I found out about that. I went and checked it out, and uh, I agreed to buy it from him. But I still got to wait till he gets the struts and the door handles and whatever else he wanted to do to it. He bought all the parts. He just has to get time to do it. So in the next couple of weeks, I will have my spare car. And as a bonus, I'll have one with a manual transmission, <laughs> which I will enjoy thoroughly because I haven't really driven many manuals lately. Uh, of course, I drove Zach's Lexus home uh, when we went to pick it up, or part of the way anyway. And uh, so I got to drive that. that was, that's the only time I've driven a stick shift in quite some time. I think the time before that, I got to drove a, drive a Focus ST, I think it was, down at the Ford Test Track um, when I was uh, writing for Geek News Central. I got a, a got to go on a junket for Ford down at the Test Track, and that was a lot of fun. Got to drive just about everything Ford made at the time. I want to say that was 2015 maybe or 2014, something like that. But it was fun. We got to drive a whole bunch of cars, and even they even had some Nissans and Toyotas and stuff for uh, what they call comparative drives around the track. And and uh, they set up an autocross track and an off-road track for the trucks. So we got to drive a Raptor on the off-road track, and yeah, it was just it was a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, the only stick shift that I driven down there was uh, that Focus ST or RT or RS or whatever the fancy one fancy focus was and uh, so hadn't really driven a lot of stick shifts lately I, when I was a kid it's all we had it's all anybody had that I knew for the most part I mean my uncle had an old van that had uh, a automatic transmission but I didn't know very many people that had automatics this was in the early 80s and so it was just, you know, pretty much everything was a stick shift and unless it was, you know, some, you know, full-size truck or some beast of a car, but for the most part everything I drove, I mean, I learned on a 64 Volkswagen Beetle, which was old at the time, come on, 20 something years old. And then uh, my first vehicle was a Chevy pickup that had a 6-cylinder and no power anything i mean no power steering no power brakes no air conditioning no power windows no cruise control am radio uh you know it was a truck and had a three-speed column shift uh, manual transmission and you know so I, I you know up until 
I think the first automatic that I owned was when I lived out in Idaho. I bought a Cutlass for my then wife, my first wife. And every once in a while I would drive that. And then later on we had a Camaro that had a automatic, but everything else I had was stick until I think until I got the Imperial. Yeah, that uh, that big old 1970 Imperial I had as a toy car. Of course, that was uh, automatic. But I also had a manual Corolla and a uh, and a Mazda pickup that was manual at the time. So, uh, you know, then you know the next vehicle after the Mazda was a Ford truck. It was just automatic, and you know we've had all automatic since then. So. It'll be interesting to have a somewhat daily driver stick shift. <laughs> have to get used to that again, but it'll be fun, even though it's a Corolla. I mean, they're kind of the most vanilla, boring cars on the planet, but the stick shift, it's a little bit better. And this thing's in pretty decent shape. It's a little rusty, but, you know, what do you expect for a 23-year-old car in northern Michigan? But. They're solidly built, and the, you know the chassis is good, and the, the, most of the body panels are good too. It's just a little bit around the edges that's got some rust on it, but it's not nearly as rusty as that old van was. And interior's nice. It needs a door panel on one side, and all the door handles, interior and exterior. That's a typical Toyota problem. My Camry that I had had that same problem. The exterior door handle uh, broke and the way I fixed is I took a piece of uh, strapping you know, wide cloth strapping and made a loop and screwed it into the mechanism on the outside so I just had a, a loop and I just grabbed that loop and <laughs> she'd right, open right up no problem and then come to find out uh, that's what Porsche does on the Boxster at least they did back in the you know, when they first came out, the interior door handle is just a loop of cloth. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. I put Porsche door handles on the uh, Camry. But anyway, I'm getting far afield on vehicular pursuits. Still plan on doing the the auto history podcast, but being as busy as I've been, I uh, haven't had a chance to launch it. I've got a couple of good interviews in the can and Got a couple more scheduled, so uh, we'll get that going. Uh, definitely want to do that and and explore some automotive history. I think maybe the Corolla would be a good one because they've been around a long time. I think since 1970, I want to say, in the U.S. I don't know. Overseas might be more. But uh, they're by far the best-selling car in the world now. Uh, overall, they've made... I want to say over 30 million of them with the Corolla nameplate. So <laughs> it's pretty impressive when the Volkswagen, I think, got to 20 million or or something like, or 15 million, 20 million, something like that. And the Ford Model T made it to 15 million. So, uh, yeah, we'll see uh, how much longer they keep making the Corollas. Uh, of course, they're nothing like they used to be. Too many whiz-bang stuff. That's another reason I like buying older cars is not as much computer-controlled crap. That 2013 Chevy's got enough. <laughs> I mean, I like the truck. Don't get me wrong. 
but uh, I could do without a lot of the computery stuff. Although I do love my sister's car. Hers is a Toyota, newer one, uh, RAV4, which is a little less SUV, but it has radar cruise. Oh, man, do I love that. I wish I could add that to a car, you know, aftermarket, but I don't think that's possible. But the radar cruise is awesome. You set the cruise and you just uh, f follow along and you just keep up with traffic. It's, it's, it's pretty slick. I rented a, a Ford one time to go down to Columbus that had that. And it also had the lane keeping and all that. So basically you didn't have to do anything uh, to keep it in the lane. And even if you if you uh, just hit the turn signal, you know, to change lanes, just tap it and it would blink three times and then if it was clear it would it would merge left pass whatever slow vehicle was in front of you you'd hit the turn single it would merge right on its own and uh, i drove all the way from grayling michigan to uh, the state line or well exit five down south of grand or south of uh, ann arbor without touching the gas or the throttle on that car because uh, they just stayed on the freeway and it slowed down, even went into a traffic jam and the car comes to a complete st stop. And then when the car in front of you takes off, it takes off again. And it's uh, really quite something. So that is one fancy whiz-bang thing I wish I could get. But I'm not paying $50,000 for a new vehicle. Just not going to happen. Unless I hit the lottery, there's just no way in hell I'll ever have a $50,000 new vehicle you know i'll wait till uh, some of the newness wears off and buy one later <laughs> that's usually the better way to go because again maintenance and repairs on vehicles most of the time are cheaper than car payments now you know if i blow an engine on a car that i've got paid off and it's not worth putting an engine in i just junk it and get another one it may not be the best way to do it but it's the way i do it Let's see. Yeah, other than that, uh, it's been a pretty nice summer. Uh, getting a lot of stuff done around the house here. Uh, you know, mainly just sort of spring cleaning things. I got the fence up in the backyard. Uh, so that now I have a little privacy again uh, since they built those houses behind us. And so I put up a six-foot privacy fence, and that keeps the dogs from barking at the neighbors back there and all that. So that's a good thing and again i have some privacy in the backyard so when i don't feel like going all the way into the house well i can just use a tree next to my office here <laughs> but, and i'm not going to get into the politicky stuff there's just a lot of that going on i don't i don't know it's uh i, th I think we're living in clown world you know watching some of the headlines and I still don't watch the news on TV, except for every once in a while, I'll turn on the local news if I know something's going on. But for the most part, I get my news from a couple of daily podcasts and, uh, and you know, some online sources. And, you know, if anything big happens, I hear about it, but uh, I'm not going to look for it. And I don't want to sit through all the drug ads and all that stuff. Yeah. It's just a waste of time. And actually, you know, I find I have a lot more time. I'm not watching a lot of traditional TV anyway, especially not the news. But 
Anyway, all right. Well, I'm going to just call this a quickie update and uh, let you guys get on with the next podcast. But I do uh, want you to go check out uh, my, check out MikeDellsWorld.com on this episode and uh, check out that uh, closed captioning thing. Uh, let's see if it works on this episode. It should be the latest episode if you're listening to this uh, anytime in September or October. Although I hope to have another episode before then. Come on, I got some, I got some things uh, to talk about. So anyway, we'll catch you next time. And again, check out MikeDell.com for any updates I might have that don't include a podcast episode. Catch me later.